0: Welcome to Date Yourself Radio. I'm your host, Veronica Grant, and I'm a green smoothie enthusiast, a radical self care advocate, and a dating mindset coach for ambitious women looking for a deep and meaningful romantic partnership. Each week, you'll hear me answer a frequently asked question from this community, interview experts in the field or work directly with a caller as I coach them through a dating or relationship obstacle they're facing. I give practical advice and tangible action that you can apply to your own life so you can learn how to treat yourself the way you want to be treated and get into the relationship you desire and deserve. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to episode number 67 of Date Yourself Radio. So this is a big episode for me, because this is the first episode I've recorded since moving to Denver. So if you follow me on Instagram, you know that I spent the past couple of weeks in Spain and Portugal with Stevie and his family and some family friends. And then as soon as I got back, I hit the road with my dog and the last of our stuff and made our way to Denver. And so far, it's been amazing. I've had moments of pinch me moments. We can see the Rocky Mountains right outside of our window. We're in an apartment on the seventh floor facing west. So if you know the city at all, the mountains are to the west. So we've got a beautiful view of the city and then the mountains behind the city. And then also, you know, five minutes later, a feeling of, oh man, I'm in a new city. Like I need to find my grocery store that I like to go to. I need to find new friends, my new routine my new places that I love in the city so it's a lot of excitement and a lot of newness so a lot of change and I'm definitely going to do an episode in the next couple of weeks about change and dealing with all the emotions of, that come up with change even if it's something that you want you know change is something that is not always easy and sometimes we resist change and even if it means staying in a place we don't want to stay in whether that means physically like in a city or emotionally, we don't want to actually do the work um, we need to do in order to get around blocks and dating patterns. Um, you know, we, tend, we we sometimes just want to stay there because it's easier. And in some ways, um, it's just more comfortable to to be in our comfort zone because, it is, because change is scary and it is hard and it does bring up a lot of stuff and it can certainly take you to your edge. But I'm confident in our move to Denver. And so I'm confident in any change that you want to take anything that's been really nudging you again, whether it's moving to a new city, or just, you know, actually taking the time to, you know, work with the coach or do that work that you've been wanting to do so that you can, you know, stop dating crappy men and attract amazing men who want to be in amazing relationships just like you do. So more on that to come in future episodes, but for today's episode, I want to switch gears and we're talking about masculine and feminine energy. So my clients know that I talk a lot about masculine and feminine energy when we work together one-on-one, and I realized recently that I don't have a lot of episodes about it. Now, I talk a little bit about it in my interview with Maddie Moon, and I will put that show, uh, show in the show notes so you can listen to that, and we do talk a little bit about masculine and feminine, but there's not really another episode that's really just about what is masculine energy? What is feminine energy? And what does it mean for you? And and specifically, how does it affect your health? But more importantly, or at least not more importantly, but um, in terms of the topic of this show, how does it affect your relationships? So we as women, especially in our society of work, 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 succeed, 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 um, we tend to live in our masculine. And I'm not going to get more too much into what does it mean feminine masculine we'll talk about that in the show but what I will say for right now is masculine energy is the energy of doing it's essentially the energy of output whenever you feel like you're just taking things off the off the to-do list, doing things, getting things done—that is all very masculine energy. And every single person, men and women, need masculine energy. And feminine energy is more of the energy of receiving. So it's taking in. So it's receiving compliments. It's receiving gifts. It's receiving support. It's receiving help. It's um, allowing um, yourself to just be rather than do. So it's the energy of of being. If, if masculine energy is energy of doing, then feminine energy is the energy of being. But feminine energy is also the energy of receiving and, and taking in and asking for for what you want. And here's what, what I think is so interesting. When I start working with women, whether it's one-on-one or inside the boot camp, I start off with, what do you want in your relationship? Like in your ideal relationship? What do you actually want? And I'm not talking about a perfect man list. I'm not talking about he has to be five nine or five ten or six feet, and he has to have this type of job and this type of income and brown hair, and he likes he has to like to travel or likes to have this hobby or wants to do yoga or whatever. I'm talking much deeper than that because all of those things, sure, they they certainly. Can influence the dynamic of a relationship, but they don't actually really affect the day to day so much. So, you know, when you're looking at your relationship, like, what do you really want? What do you really, really want to feel in your ideal relationship? What do you want your ideal relationship to look like on a day to day basis? And I'm not talking about the wedding or the honeymoon or the other big milestones or like the the fancy date nights that you go on every once in a while. Those things are great. I'm talking about What does it look like in the morning before work? What does your communication look like, you know, when you're doing your own, when you're at work and he's at work and then what do your evenings look like and how do you spend your weekends and what do you want that relationship to add to your life and how does your relationship then add to, or how does your life add to that relationship? Do you have space in your life for that relationship? Are, are, is your life that you're living now and the relationship that you truly deeply want, are they incongruent with each other or is Your ideal of your relationship or your dream of your relationship just in a completely different compartment of your life. It's like almost like in its own little vacuum. And I find when I do this process, and it's very deep work, it's not just a perfect man list, a lot of my clients are thinking, oh man. I've never thought about what I actually wanted. I've never, no one's ever asked me. I've I've never said what I wanted. I've never even told myself what I wanted or asked myself what I wanted. And this is really what it's about to tap into your feminine energy is to ask for what you need and want. Ask for what you need and want from the person that you're seeing or the person that you just met online. Ask for what you want from God, from yourself, from universe, whatever your belief system is. And it makes a difference in who you start attracting, especially when you do it through the process that I take my clients through, um, which is helps them to then um, create that relationship right away, even if they don't actually have a person in their life or a man in their life. So if that doesn't quite make sense, then don't worry. I'm going to take you through that process. So if you haven't joined my dating refresh, then I want you to go to veronicagrant.com forward slash dating refresh. And I'm going to take you through this exact process. So I'm going to ask you, what do you really want in your ideal relationship? What do you want your relationship to make you feel? What do you want it to look like? And throughout the course of this refresh that I'm going to help you to design your life and look at your life so that it is in congruency with the type of relationship that you want. So that's easier to manifest it in. Sorry, I had to do that one (laughs) and call it into your life. So the dating refresh is totally free and I'm so excited about it. And how it's going to work is as soon as you sign up, you're going to get one your first step. So basically, you're a mini challenge to, to start getting really clear on what you actually want in a relationship. And then over the next couple weeks, I'm going to send you a couple of more mini steps to do. So super small, super easy, you can do them in less than five minutes a day. So I'm too busy, or I don't have time or I have kids is not an excuse. And then the week of May 15th we're going to gather, there'll be one of two times you can gather um, to gather live. And I will actually take you through the rest of my process. So once you get clear on what you want in your relationship, then I will take you through to how to actually design your life around that so that you can call it in. So again, the link to join us is veronicagrant.com forward slash dating refresh. And it's totally free. And this is a great way to start diving into your feminine energy, which is the energy of receiving and for asking for what you want and need. So today's episode is all about feminine masculine energy. So again, if you're not really sure on what that means, or maybe you've never even heard of the concept of feminine masculine energy, perhaps you've heard of the idea of yin and yang. So it's kind of the same idea. You might have heard that if you've done um, yoga. So as you listen to my interview, I I invited my friend Amanda onto the show, and she talks all about this this idea of feminine masculine energy, also um, and really getting in tune with your body and doing things like intuitive exercising, um, and just really being in tune with the body as you, um, so that you don't burn out and so that you don't, um, uh, you know. Lose pleasure out of things that you that you like to do, and I think you'll understand what I mean by that as you listen into our interview, or to my interview with with Amanda. So, as you listen in, I want you to consider these questions: Do you obsess over something so much, like exercise or eating or something, that it takes all the pleasure out of it? Is your obsession with food, your body, or relationship costing you in other areas of your life? Do you predominantly live in your masculine energy? So do you always feel burnt out or feel like you're in go-go gadget mode? Or do you feel like the complete reverse, like where you feel like there's no actual structure in your life and it's hard for you to set goals and you might think of something that's a nice idea, but you have no system or way to get it. So Maybe you're actually too much into the feminine energy and you're not balanced enough. Are you afraid to let go of someone or something because you're not sure who you'd be without that person or that thing? And I love this question. And I love that Amanda and I talk about this in our conversation today. Can you be a feminist and feminine at the same time? All right, so keep these questions in mind as you listen in to my conversation with Amanda. And again, I will see many of you in the dating refresh in the next few weeks. Hey, Amanda, welcome to the show. Hi, Veronica. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to have you on the show today and to talk a little bit about um a little bit about who you are, your experiences, and definitely want to dive into this idea of feminine masculine energies. My clients know I talk a lot about that when in my work with them, but I don't really talk about it much in the podcast, so I'm excited mm-hmm. to have your insight and all that kind of fun stuff. So let's get started, and um, let's just start with telling the audience a little bit about who you are and your journey to what you're doing now in the world. Yeah,
1: So right now, I am focusing more on movement and feminine embodiment in my work. Um, For the past four years, I was doing eating psychology work and a lot of emotional eating, binge eating, body image stuff, but I'm kind of like in a transition phase. Um, I'm also a Pilates instructor, so that's really what I'm focusing on right now. But um, do you want me to kind of just start with my... My yeah. story. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Let's okay. get right into it. It all really started um in high school for me. Mm-hmm. And I was really big into art and design and I won a bunch of awards and scholarships for fashion design. So at eighteen I went off to live in New York by myself to go to fashion school and it was awesome until it wasn't awesome anymore mm. when I started getting a lot of body image issues, just the constant pressure to be thin and being surrounded by really skinny models all the time um so I used exercise mainly as my way to control my body and to kind of gain control of my life I guess Mm -hmm. it became really obsessive for me I would work out for hours a day like two or three hours a day like to the point where I no longer had any inspiration or interest in My work and my design and school and friendships, relationships, everything suffered because I was so obsessed with perfecting my body, thinking that that would bring me the happiness that I was really looking for. So with that said, I've lost all my inspiration for design. And I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, I'm really talented, I know, but who cares? I'm just going to throw it out the window. And I want to be a personal trainer and I want to be like a holistic nutritionist instead. Mm -hmm. So I left design, the design world, and I got into holistic nutrition and, like, fitness, but it got worse for me. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. I, like, I say that I was on, like, a high-fact diet. Like, I just knew too much. I knew, like, all the right things that I should be doing, and my obsessions just got...
0: (laughs) I love way that worse. term, yeah. by the way, a high fact diet, it's so yeah, brilliant. and I
1: feel like so many of us are on that, especially <laughs> mm-hmm. like in this world of wellness, like we all know so much, but sometimes yeah. knowing too much is it's too much, right? yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, I was really just like in my masculine pretty much because I was constantly go, 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 my whole life, really, I've been in my masculine, I've really used um masculine energy as far as like hardcore drive and like
0: mm-hmm. well let's, let's break that down just free. a little bit for in case someone listening's not really familiar with the concept of masculine and feminine energy. Can you give yeah. like a two liner for each of those forms of energy and what yeah. they are and how they yeah. how we use them in our lives.
1: hmm Yeah. So I mean we need a balance of both masculine and feminine sure. energies in our life. Everyone does. Um feminine energy, to me at least, my definition would be, you know, you're you're at more at peace with yourself and it's more about ease and finding like comfort in your life and allowing things to come to you. Not necessarily like trying so hard, like it's kind of like manifesting. Like if you think of manifesting, like you are going to work for something, but it's not going to be so much that's going to take over and consume your life. It's going to be with more ease and grace. Um, And then masculine energy to me is like, very, like strict in like, hardcore um, like, drive and willpower and like pushing yourself through things to get stuff mm-hmm. done and that can help you accomplish stuff and I think that is really needed in certain parts of our life for success. But you also need the feminine energy of having things be a little bit more relaxed and chill and mm-hmm. flowing, right? Yeah. Um, so it's like the energy so from- of
0: effort versus the energy of receiving
1: yes exactly yeah. yeah and like surrendering really mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and so i was really in my masculine throughout it all i mean to get me into like all of my awards that i won in design and all my internships and everything i was in my masculine like i was working really really hard and mm-hmm. it was it didn't come easy to me to do that um and then when it came to exercise i was doing like all of these crazy like boot camps and spin classes and like heavy lifting weights which was all very masculine like it was me pushing myself beyond my limits um and then I finally realized like whoa what am I doing like this is not healthy my relationships were suffering I literally like I remember one time I my friends were going like on a weekend road trip and I really wanted to go but I also like didn't want to miss my workouts or anything so I packed like Heavy weights, like a set of 100 pound weights with me on this road trip, so I wouldn't miss a workout. And like I would spend the mornings instead of hanging out with my friends and my boyfriend, I would be working out. And it was just like that was the point in my life where I was like, wait, this is not healthy anymore. Like, what am I doing? So mm-hmm. I hired my own coach, like a body love coach, and um, she really helped me to realize that I needed to tap into my femininity a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, and From there, I kind of, because I was doing health coaching and I was doing personal training and group fitness, I started to slowly change my message and I went to the Institute for Eating Psychology and started to get into the more of the emotional eating and like the whole mind-body nutrition thing and that, you know, how we think about ourselves and how we feel about food and feel about exercise is more important than what we're actually eating or what we're how we're actually moving our bodies most of the time so with that I've changed my message to body positivity and really just creating more flow and eating well with ease and moving your body with grace which has helped me with Pilates and finding a form of movement that I really enjoy, that's really fun and to me at least, and um, mm-hmm. it still has components of like strength and endurance, but also it's got the components of the feminine energy, where it's more like, okay, we're gonna breathe through it, and you're gonna have to connect to your mind and your body and your heart at the same time.
0: Yeah, I love it, and it's it's so interesting. Our stories sound very similar because I. Also was teaching fitness classes and started teaching fitness classes because I was like, well, I do this all day, every day anyway, Mm -hmm. so I might as well get paid to do it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That was pretty much like why I started. And then then I got into health coaching and then that led me to yoga. And then one thing led to another. And, you know, now I'm, you know, definitely more of a life coach, but focus Mm -hmm. on love and relationships, but you know, it's, it's all related, all coaching at the end of the day is life coaching. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And
1: it's all, we are always evolving to work. So it's really, it's cool to watch everyone in this world just constantly evolve and change their message and it just always get better. And yeah.
0: Right. Yeah. That's um, yeah. I love that. I totally, totally agree. Um, So one thing that you talk a lot about, I know is this idea of intuitive exercise, Mm-hmm. Um, so can you talk to us a little bit about that? Like what, what is intuitive exercise?
1: Yeah. So intuitive exercise is really listening to what your body needs a moment, how you want to move your body, like listening to the signals and the little messages that your body is going to be giving you towards movement, because a lot of us, we tend to just, go with our normal routine and go to the gym and kind of push ourselves to do these forms of movement that maybe aren't necessarily what we need in the moment. You know, Mm -hmm. like maybe you're tired and you're lethargic and you just, you need to like stretch or you need to like actually just lay in bed and take a nap or go for a walk instead Mm -hmm. of going to the gym and like picking up really heavy weights and lifting them or going for a run and pushing yourself through that. Or maybe it's the opposite where like you are tired and movement would give you energy but like what type of movement so intuitive movement to me is just really listening and kind of going based off of whatever your body tells you to do like no rules no regimes no Mm -hmm. guidelines just really going off of also what is fun and what sounds most enjoyable to you because that's really going to be what your body needs like our body craves movement but really it craves the pleasure of movement and it should feel good and it shouldn't feel forced. So I kind of combine the whole intuition thing with pleasure and um, like a little bit of body positivity with it all wrapped in one. Did that answer your question?
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Shortly. Okay. Yeah, definitely. I I really like that because, you know, one thing that I've coached a lot of my clients through and even myself through many years ago was, um, you know, like exercise, like exercising was just about ba- a battle, <laughs> you know, because mm-hmm. it's just like, yeah. you're just telling yourself, oh, I have to go run or I have to go do this class. And it's, you know, and you just fight yourself on it and then you feel guilty if you don't. And if you do it, mm-hmm. then, you know, it's, I don't know. It's just, it was just so hard. And, you know, one thing that I started doing is just giving myself permission to not exercise. And, and mm-hmm. then I feel like when I did that, it definitely started resulting in, less days that i would go and exercise but then all of a sudden i got this craving to go on a run and that was like so weird for me like whoa i'm like actually craving to go on a run it's not a it's not a battle and you know i still have my moments but i can totally relate to just i mean it's kind of like the whole concept you're talking about like like combining the masculine and the feminine like the masculine is the actual doing but the feminine is like allowing the space for the movement to take place Exactly, yeah,
1: and our body craves movement i I actually gave myself a break when I was kind of healing my exercise addiction and my body mm-hmm. image. I stopped exercise in quotes, exercising for a year, like mm-hmm. I didn't do any workouts, nothing a whole year, and it was the hardest thing ever. Mm-hmm. but after a while, yeah, my body started to crave more movement, like I was doing walks and I was like stretching, but I wasn't doing anything that would be considered a workout. And then I allowed myself to experiment with what types of movement I really enjoyed. And I found what type of movement I love and I started doing that. But even today, like I don't work out every single day. People think as a Pilates instructor that like, oh, you must be like an awesome shape and you're working out all the time. But really, I don't have the time for that or the energy for that. Like. Yes, I move my body every day. I'll go for a walk or I'll, like, stretch or foam roll or something. But I'm not doing, like, an actual workout because some days, like, I don't want to. Some days, my body doesn't want to. And some days, it really does. And it wants things a little bit more intense or a little bit more chill. So,
0: yeah. yeah. What was that like for you when you first – or, like, how did you decide to stop exercising for a year?
1: Yeah. Um, My coach – kind of encouraged me to do it okay. um she didn't say like do it for a year she's just like why don't you give a break for a little while off of exercising and because I was like going for three hours a day to the gym and it was crazy I was mm-hmm. like oh I can't do that are you crazy I'll like start slowly so I started I like weaned myself off of it a little bit and then I eventually stopped completely just to like really do the deep inner work of like why am I moving my body so much like where is this coming from what's the root um and it was I went crazy for a little bit (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was just like journaling and trying to meditate a lot and um just emotional healing and it was so hard but after a few months it became easier and yeah around it, it ended up taking a year for me I mean I've had some clients that I work through like the same thing exercise addiction and I also recommend to them, like, why don't you take a little break from your normal routine? And some of them, it takes, like, a few months, and they're like, whoa, I feel way better. I can get back into it. And then some people, it takes longer. And for me, I was so in it that it took way longer.
0: Yeah. <laughs> what did you do but, to fill the yeah. time? Cause I f- it was hard. What did you do full time? Because I feel like some people, whether it's exercise or, like, going out all the time to, you know, to meet guys, like, not in a like Mm -hmm. necessarily healthy way, you know, it's a lot of that is just to distract ourselves from other things. Right. So like, obviously if you didn't go to the gym anymore, you had a lot more time to, you know, Mm -hmm. think and to feel things. So, so tell us a little bit about that. What was that like?
1: Mm -hmm. So I really started a pretty, I kind of, my exercise routine was replaced with self-care basically. Mm -hmm. Um, So, I did a lot of, I focused on a lot of breath work and meditation and journaling prompts, um, just a lot of like deep self care, whether Mm -hmm. it was, you know, going out with friends and hanging out and like allowing that to be a form of self care. Because when I was in my cycle of being really intense and exercise addiction, I didn't hang out with my friends at all because my workout routine was more, was a higher priority than my social life. So trying to regain relationships in my life was really big and really key in my mm-hmm. healing process. Um, and then also like I spent a lot of time working on my business and um, kind of growing and evolving that in a way. Mm-hmm. So I was still teaching ex- I was still teaching like group fitness and stuff. Like I was actually, when I taught spin, I taught it off of the bike um, so I was still working, and I was still in that environment, which made it a little bit more tricky for me, too, to, like, fully heal, because I was still in that environment. Um, but, yeah, a lot of social time, a lot of time with myself, just being quiet and alone, reading, like, that's kind of, like, I had my high fact diet of... Like health and nutrition, like kind of got mm-hmm. a high effect. I have like personal development and like self care and spirituality and all of that stuff. So it kind of shifted a little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah,
0: it's so interesting. Oh, I swear, so many of our elements of our story are so similar because I was, I also mm-hmm. kind of took a break from exercising, and not even like consciously. I just. Like we moved and there just the gym that I t- worked at just wasn't close. And so there was just no way I was going to mm-hmm. go <laughs> on a regular basis. But I did go when I had to teach classes and mm-hmm. I was teaching like boot camps and weight training classes and spinning and all that stuff. And I remember it being so hard because like I didn't want to push my students the way I used to because I was like, oh, gosh, what if they have like <laughs> exercise issues like I did or body issues? Yeah. Um And I've actually since let my fitness certification lapse as of like four months ago, which is like weird, Mm -hmm. but I think it was an important step to moving forward with my life. Um, But anyway, so it's just funny. I just wanted to to, um, mention that. Um, So let's see. I'm trying to think if I Mm -hmm. want to keep asking questions about this. I think it's really interesting, and I think a lot of women listening to this will relate. But I want to kind of spin a little bit and talk a little bit more about how this affected your relationships mm-hmm. so um, you know were you dating anyone and at this time on and like how did that affect your relationships or um, you know what was how did that play into this whole whole mix
1: yeah I was dating someone um, we I was in a long-term relationship of six years actually mm-hmm. when I was going through this and um, The relationship started when I was in high school, so it was, like, you know, popular, like, first first love type of Mm -hmm. stuff, right? Um, And, I mean, shortly after that, like, a year after that, I kind of really, like, I left for college, and I got into all of this, Um, and my relationship suffered. We were in a long-distance relationship um, for two years um and that was that made it easier for me to be obsessed with exercise right because it was my way of coping with my emotions and kind of numbing out my feelings of loneliness and sadness living alone in New York by myself and you know only being able to Skype my boyfriend or call him on the phone and Mm -hmm. just focus on my body um and perfecting that instead of really working on my relationship and um having that be as strong as it could be um because it long distance is hard in general and then I moved back home and we were back together again in person and it wasn't long distance anymore and my obsession was still there and it was just like I would rather go to the gym to rather than hang out with him or like spend good quality time with him and for me it was also that I had this fear that if I didn't go to the gym that I wouldn't maintain my body in the way it looked and I mean, we met when we were so young, so I didn't really have to try to keep this little tiny petite body when we first met. So I had Mm -hmm. this deep fear that, oh my God, if my body changes, he's not going to like me anymore because I'm like not, I don't look the same as I did when I was 18 years old. You know, when I'm at 20, 21, I like your body changes. Right. Right. So that was a deep fear. And that kind of kept me going with, the whole obsession thing and,
0: and did he ever say any, did he ever say anything to like suggest that or was this all made up in your head this is
1: all made up in my head I mean there were mm-hmm. times where he made little comments um that probably <laughs> weren't the nicest when it came mm-hmm. to my body and um I probably should have picked up on that when, when I was in the relationship like oh, why didn't I stick up for myself when he made that comment about, you know, like me gaining a little bit of cellulite on my legs. Um, but, yeah. you know, it was mostly made up in my head. Like I would take these stories and these little tiny comments and just go run with them, right? And it resulted in like low sex drive. I didn't want to have sex. I didn't want him to see my body. Um, it also resulted in like me not being fully authentic and able to relate to him and like want to right. Like I just, I wanted yeah. to disconnect really. Um, Can you give an example so or that,
0: talk a little, cause I, I, yeah. I think that'll resonate a lot with people listening to the show.
1: Yeah. So like whenever we would, I mean our conversations and our relationship was just very surface level We didn't go deep in anything because I was I had all of this emotion and all of this deep fear of, you know, what my body looked like, what he thought about my body. Like, where was this going to where was our relationship going to go? Like, what was I going to do with my life? And like all of this stuff, like all of these little fears that we all probably go through at some point. Mm -hmm. And because of that, like I was really I didn't feel comfortable enough in my own skin to feel comfortable enough to share myself fully with someone. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and so a lot of the times like our conversations were just like, Hey, how's your day? Good, you know, what are you doing tomorrow? Like, do you wanna hang out? <laughs> do you wanna like
0: yeah, um, yeah
1: go out to eat? Like it was just very surface level and it wasn't I was holding in so much that I just like wanted to let out and so much that I wanted to share and tell him and I just There was something stopping me that I couldn't, that I had this fear that I couldn't do it. And maybe it was a fear of being judged or maybe it was um, just not being in alignment with my own desires. Because for, um, I don't think he'll ever listen to this and he already knows this. Um, but for, I mean, half of that relationship, we were together for six years. For three years out of the relationship, I didn't want to be in it anymore. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And it was, like, that was another fear of me, a fear of letting go. Like, I was afraid to let go because he had been through it with me. Like, he had been through the disordered exercise, and he saw my body change. Like, he saw me work through that and bust through all those blocks. So he was there. But so it was a little bit of fear in there of, like, letting go.
0: Um, yeah. 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 Um, so, so what happened? Like, how did you, you know, decide to start being more authentic and more like yourself and expressing Mm -hmm. yourself? Mm -hmm. What was that process like?
1: After I did all of that work and all of the inner work to really heal my relationship with myself first and then with exercise and just, Accept, right? Acceptance Mm -hmm. and focus on loving myself and being really radically kind to myself. That opened up whether my voice or just opened up a little bit more opportunities, I guess, for me to openly share with people that I cared about. And Mm -hmm. for me, um, it wasn't my relationship that I was doing all the sharing with. It was actually my relationships with my girlfriends that I had recently made. Like I adopted all these new friends that were just really awesome and they've been through like the same thing that I've been through and mm-hmm. we just could really connect on like a deep like soul sister type of level. Yeah. So I was able to work through my stuff and share and feel really authentic and aligned with them. And they helped me to realize, well, you can't, you should be able to do that in your relationship too, like your intimate relationship with your partner. And if you aren't like, why, why are you, why can't you feel like you can do that? Why can't you feel safe to share? And I finally realized like, whoa, what am I doing? I'm staying stuck in this relationship. It's, I'm the one keeping myself in this cycle And I'm the one that's making myself, like, stay here. And I don't have to. And I can leave. And by leaving this relationship, I'm going to do myself, like, such a service of, like, being in true alignment with my desires and what I want. But also him, too. Like, I'm going to give him the opportunity to have a relationship that is, you know, going to be more suited to him and to what he Mm -hmm. wants and bring him a little bit more happiness because we would fight all the time and it was always over silly things and always over like my issues or his issues which I feel like maybe he picked up on some of my energy and like got his own body image (laughs) issues and stuff um but yeah I decided to leave the relationship and as soon as I did it was like oh my god life is like so much better like all these opportunities were coming to me and like all of these new breakthroughs throughs and emotional stuff I had to work through and my body image stuff came up again and I was like whoa wait this time I'm not gonna go through the whole exercise thing like I'm okay I I can accept myself now so it was like for me it was very freeing almost to Mm -hmm. let go and fully release that relationship um, and let the doors open for new relationships in my life and new
0: ways to heal but yeah I don't really remember what your question was (laughs) no that's 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 fine so um, okay (laughs) so can you talk a little bit about how the feminine masculine energies they work in relationships Mm -hmm.
1: yeah so i mean every relationship dynamic is different right sure but typically and it depends on if you are in like a male and a female right or if you're in you know if you're gay or if you're trans mm-hmm. like it's all depends. and there's like a lot of controversy i know about like the masculine and feminine energy between all of that i was recently on a podcast kind of hashing out on that stuff mm-hmm. um but you know typically the male is going to bring in a little bit more masculine energy that's just like our primitive like that's how we're designed as humans, mm-hmm. most of us. Right. So the mm-hmm. male is going to bring more of that masculine energy, the energy that's going to like want to hold you, keep you safe. It's going to be the really like, the worker, you know, fear to think back in primal times. And mm-hmm. then the, the female is going to bring more of the feminine energy, like the nurturing, the mothering, the loving, that type of energy to the relationship. And then when they combine together, it's like, Oh, we find this great balance. Um, the man is also going to have feminine energy, like he is going to want or is going to be able to show his feelings. And the woman's also going to have the masculine energy, like she's going to be able to step up to the plate when needed. But like in balance, it's going to be like harmony, right? right? So that's an ideal world. Sure. Um, <laughs> a lot of times I find that when women are in their masculine too much, right, and they can't tap into their femininity that they attract. A man who might be more in his feminine which isn't necessarily a problem but can cause a little on the woman's side especially like disharmony and disbalance and for me in my own personal relationship and what I've seen with a lot of my girlfriends and clients is that we're in our masculine our partners and our feminine and we're like acting like the mother to our partner and like we're trying to take care of him and like do all this stuff and um and not in like a mothering gentle nurturing loving to ourselves way it's more of like we're gonna make the money and we're gonna do all of this and um the male isn't necessarily giving his full part or isn't I don't really know
0: how to explain it. Yeah, um, no, that is so interesting well. you say that. I've never heard of that. I've always just heard of the idea that, you know, women that are too much into their masculine energy, you know, attract men who are also going to be predominantly more in their masculine energy. And then there's like a lot of like um, like resistance and conflict because of mm-hmm. that. It's like competing, uh, like a lot of competition, I guess. Um, oh, but yeah. it's, and so I guess that could happen too, but it's I never really heard of the idea that, attracting men more in their feminine energy which makes a lot of sense because a lot of my clients and listeners you know feel like they have they attract men they have to take care of Um, Mm -hmm. or um, I don't know and and sometimes I know even some of my you know I can think of some stories and patterns that my clients have dealt with like attracting people that they have to take care of so that they have the security that if they need them they won't leave them Um, Mm -hmm. so just anyways I just wanted to oh yeah point that out, I mean going.
1: yeah both I mean both it goes both ways but really? yeah in my what I find is that like a lot of we attract kind of like our opposites a lot of times mm-hmm. and um it's so true like because like we have to take care of them they're not gonna leave us because they need us or um even in the sense that like if the male is in his feminine too much and we're in our masculine too much that like when it comes to what we want out of the relationship and what our expectations like I always say go into relationships with no expectations right because then you're not going to be fully yes. disappointed but if we have all these expectations and if the male is, like really fully in his feminine and we want say the ideal relationship for me is be someone who is also in, like connected to his feelings and is open and sharing and he wants to take care of me and like in that way like an mm-hmm. emotional side but also like he's in his masculine and he wants to take care of me like in other ways and he wants to be like the man right right um and i found myself attracting people that weren't giving me what i wanted mm-hmm. <laughs> they were they were pretty much acting like me like yeah that what i wanted how i wanted to be taken care of and um i just see that a lot but when you are balanced equally when you're balanced with your masculine and feminine energy yourself, especially when you're tapped into your femininity, I find that you, it's easier to attract someone that you desire, like the qualities that you desire and that will, it'll have more balance. I just find it so much easier to kind of like manifest the man that you want when you're tapped into that.
0: Right. Cause like if you're in your feminine, then you'll attract someone who wants to kind of hold that space like be the Mm -hmm. container for that Mm -hmm. because another way i've always learned about feminine masculine energy is like think about like almost like a balloon or something and like the actual balloon itself is the masculine energy so it's like Mm -hmm. the container and the inside is the air and it's just flowing it's doing what air does which is just you know hanging out just being there Mm -hmm. um and that's you know kind of representative of the the feminine energy um So this is one thing that I struggle with, and I always ask people when they come onto the show if we're talking about masculine and feminine energy. Is um, you know how does feminism play into this idea of feminine masculine energy? Because like <laughs> on some level, it sounds so anti-feminist, and this is where I struggle. And and um, and, and you know I try to find an answer for my own self, um, but I'm just kind of curious, like what your thoughts are on that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> this is something I struggle with, too, um, mm-hmm. because I definitely believe in feminism and sure. I'm not super extreme with it. Right. But mm-hmm. I do believe that women should have a voice and that we should be able to take care of ourselves and do all the stuff that a man can do. Right. And like have all of that. But for me, I think. in like our primal instinct is, yes to take care of ourselves and yes, to stand up for ourselves. But also like I could, I could do that. And I did that for a while and I was like, I don't need a man. Like I've got this, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. there was something inside of me that just like really wanted that feeling of just like being held and being safe and being supported by a masculine figure. And that's okay. You know, I think that we can have that, harmony and balance of having this feminist approach to lots of aspects of our lifestyle but also going home and being like to our truth of but you I need I need someone I need someone to take care of me and that feels good and that's what's gonna help our species really evolve right and Mm -hmm. continue and um I think that a lot of the way like femininity, especially these days, is expressed in our world, at least, is like goddesses and like mm-hmm. um, sisterhood and all of this like airy fairy stuff. Especially like where I live, I live in, in Sanitas, California, which is like hippie central. <laughs> um, yeah, that's
0: but, like, like femininity that overload. <laughs>
1: yeah yeah like long flowy dresses and like you're dancing and like you're all in this but that doesn't resonate with me at all like
0: yeah same here
1: i want to like wear my leather and i want to wear all black and i want to like do stuff myself i don't want to be like fully like what you think of when you think of the feminine like Mm -hmm. i want to be able to be a little bit more edgy in it but also go back to my truth which is yeah i i do want I do need someone to be my partner and that's that's okay. It's totally okay to want and to need that while also for yourself too.
0: Something I've been thinking a lot about um, since, you know, of course, um, like the women's day March and, you know, the Mm -hmm. kind of like the rebirth of the feminist movement in a way is, you know, one thing that I've really struggled with personally with, the, not feminism in, in itself, but like the feminist movement, sometimes I think, um, the, you know, someone will have like, will call themselves a feminist and have their own definition of what it means to be a feminist. So maybe to mm-hmm. one person, being a feminist means not needing a man, right? Mm-hmm. And rather than like, that just being that person's opinion, then I then somehow like they project that onto someone else, like, well, that person, well, this woman is bad or not a feminist or not, you know, um, a modern woman or whatever the word they're going to use because she wants a man or because she's going to change her name when she gets married Mm -hmm. or, or whatever. And, you know, to me, that's not feminism. Feminism is just about women making their own choices. And if they want to get married, change their name and be a stay at home mom and raise kids, then like, she's more than welcome to do that. And if she wants to not be in a relationship and you know, be single her whole life and, you know, have friends and careers and travel, then like, that's her choice as well. And to me, feminism is, expect, ex, is accepting both that. So that's how I kind of see feminism fitting into the feminine masculine, like, you don't have to buy mm-hmm. the feminine masculine energy idea. But if you do, and you want to lean into your feminism, it doesn't, or, or to your femininity, I should say, doesn't make you like, not a feminist, or anti-feminist.
1: Totally. Oh, my gosh, I totally agree with that. That's, really just like following your own truth and whatever that means to you because that definition of whatever being a feminist is is so subjective so yeah 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 totally i totally agree with that
0: yeah i had a friend um comment or she posted on facebook a few months ago she's getting she was getting married and she wasn't like commenting on like should i change my last name or whatever it was just simply like i'm changing my name do you have advice on like all the steps i need to take so i don't like you know, get straight in another country with the passport. It's not my name or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, instead of people just giving her advice, people like lashed out on her for changing mm. her name. And I'm just like, oh my God, this is not feminism. <laughs> this is just yeah. tearing each other down.
1: <laughs> right. We need to uplift each other. And that's what feminism is. Like,
0: yeah.
1: Supporting one another as women. And yeah. yeah. So
0: that makes me sad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, me too. So what are some ways that we can lean into our feminine energy for those of us who do decide that you can be feminist Mm -hmm. and lean into feminine energy what what are some ways to do that
1: yeah um i think number one would be to get honest with yourself and what you desire and what you want in your own personal relationship with yourself um, and your relationships with others and then in your life and just like maybe do some deep reflecting on what is it that I want um and what would be the most pleasurable fun enjoyable loving way to achieve and get those desires I want and bring them and manifest them into my life whether it is like say you're going for a new career or or something you know and like what's the most pleasurable way to Mm. go about this like could I yes work 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 really really hard and yeah that could get me this new position in this career that I want or could I work hard but also take care of myself and put myself first and do all of the self-love all the self-care and um, also just like release attachments to whatever it is that I want and just hope that if it is what's best for me that it's going to come to me, mm-hmm. that would probably feel better and put less strain on your body and your relationships and your mental health
0: than yeah.
1: just pushing, right? right? So getting really clear on what it is that you want. And if you don't know what you want, that that's fine. Like I don't know what I want half the time. <laughs> I just let myself like sit with that and be okay and surrender to the discertainty, I guess, or the unclarity that I had. And then usually that brings more clarity when I surrender to that. Um, Yeah, because I'm not like trying so hard to think about what it is that I want. I think a lot of us just try really, really hard to get all of our shit together, but we can't. Right. (laughs) Um,
0: Well, sometimes I find, you know, one of the first things I ask my clients is, okay, what do you really want in your ideal relationship? And mm -hmm. they're just like, It's like they're staring at me like a deer in headlights. Like, I've never actually even thought about it. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And so if it's the first time you've ever thought about what you actually want, like, and you have no clue, or you have, like, this list of things you want, but then you realize that it's not really your list. It might really be your mom's list or your best friend's list. Mm -hmm. Then, like, it's okay just to not really know and just kind of, yeah. Sit in that discomfort.
1: Yeah. And then another thing... Um, I find that's helpful for, like, embracing your femininity more and tapping into that is, like, writing down a list of everything that you would consider to be feminine and um, going about that list and looking at it and what rings true to you. Because a lot of times what we consider to be feminine is, like, what our mothers taught us or what society says is feminine, but mm-hmm. it's not really true to us, Um So, making a big, long list of everything, whether it's colors, activities, you know, whatever, careers, like ways of being, writing that down and then looking, okay, what ones ring true to me and how can I incorporate those more into my life? Like, how already, and like also celebrating how you are already doing that too, because a lot of times we are tapped into our femininity and we don't even realize it because our masculine is just a little bit more overpowering, but we do mm-hmm. have the feminine there. So it's mm-hmm. like, how can I embrace it more and just let it shine more?
0: Yeah, I love it. I just want to add here for people listening who want to create this list. I think that's a great idea, by the way, Um, is being feminine doesn't mean being girly. And I think, right, and I right. think that's, you know, being feminine doesn't mean like, pink bows and I don't know manicures mm-hmm. although it certainly could be but not necessarily
1: yeah yeah and I mean that's what a lot of people end up writing down is because that's kind of like what society says right you know? um so that's so true Glad that you brought that up
0: yeah yeah awesome I, mm-hmm. I I love this um so what do you personally do um regularly to feel more feminine to lean into your en- um, feminine energy
1: mm-hmm. um so I've recently um been going through some adrenal fatigue Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: um it was it got pretty bad or like I couldn't get out of bed and Mm -hmm. I'm it was it was really awful um and I was so exhausted and that made me really step up my self-care game which Mm -hmm. I think is really like huge part of embracing your femininity because it is taking care of yourself and allowing more ease and more flow in your life um so with that said I do a lot of a lot of self-care whether it's just like letting I mean I live a life where like I'm an entrepreneur like I can make my own schedule which is nice so I I can Mm -hmm. flow with things like I don't have a set routine um, that I have to like wake up and like go to a job which sure. thankfully but um, I have had that in the past where I had to wake up at 4am and teach Pilates but, like to get that life too yeah. um, but really just like allowing myself sleep when I need it um, allowing myself to take care of myself whatever that means whether it's getting massage whether it's going in to a float tank session or, like, getting a mani-pedi if I really really want one, Um, doing a lot of, like, breath work and breathing and meditation, Um, spending a lot of time with my girlfriends, I think, is what helps me the most with connecting to my femininity, like, surrounding myself with feminine energy and, like, having fun and just, like, pure, genuine fun with mm-hmm. girls with other women who are empowering mm-hmm. or these relationships are very empowering and very supportive and we're not tearing each other's down like it's not a competition right right um I do a jade egg a jade egg practice weekly I don't do it every day I used to do it every day a lot when I first got into all of this um what is I it at jade egg have you ever heard of that before? I don't think
0: so what okay
1: so yeah um the jade egg is, like, um, I don't know how big it is, but it's made of pure jade stone, which is mm-hmm. supposedly having, like, a lot of healing properties, especially for women's hormones. Um, and have you ever, like, maybe you've heard of it as called, like, a yoni egg? Yeah, you yeah, yeah. you heard of
0: that? Yeah. yeah, so
1: it's that, basically. So you put it in your vagina, and then you do breathing exercises, really kind of, like, peagles almost, to help you strengthen your pelvic floor, For me, it's um, a way to connect my breath and allow myself to like really connect that sacred part of my body that for a really long time, like when I was in my past relationship and when I was in my body image struggles that like I didn't, I wasn't connected to that part of my body at all. Like I felt very disconnected from that and from having sex and like all of this fear. So like there's a lot of, like, Layla Martin has a really great program on it. I love her. Um, I've been through her program twice, and it's helped me a lot with connecting to my feminine energy and just allowing myself to connect to that part that makes us feminine, you know? whether I mean, in even in the sense that, like, I've had a couple of friends, like, who are trans, let's say, so they're not by nature like a female right but they can Mm -hmm. still do exercises and breathing exercises that helps them strengthen their pelvic floor which helps them connect to that part down there that will bring more flow and ease in their life so that i think is really important jade egg or like a yoni egg
0: um
1: and also just being with my partner now and um i'm in like an amazing relationship where we're very balanced with our energies um, and just allowing ourselves to play and to share whatever is on our hearts at the moment and um, feel and cry a lot and just like process all of my emotions that come up when they need to be processed instead of holding them in I think is very feminine and allowing myself to be held and supported by other people whether it is my current partner um, or if it's a friend or my mom or someone just like letting myself be held and supported i think is so so key because a lot of us when we are in our masculine at least for me and a lot of my clients and friends it was like we held stuff in because like we wanted to be there for ourselves and like it was scary to share and to feel so i think that's key is feeling
0: yeah giving yourself permission Definitely. I love that and congratulations on your relationship. It's, it's I love being in a awesome. great relationship. In an awesome relationship. Um, yeah. so um yeah, so I just wanna thank you so much for coming on to the show. I think this is a great place to to wrap this up with mm-hmm. so listeners can go off and try a JDEG or another way to embody their feminine. Um, mm-hmm. so before I let you go, just a couple more questions. Um, if people want to connect with you or find you online, what is the best way for them to do that?
1: Yeah. So my website, AmandaJuran.com or like my Instagram is AmandaJuran. Pretty simple. I know the spelling is hard, but you'll probably have that like in the show notes Yeah, or yeah we'll put that in the uh-huh. show notes. <laughs> Yeah, and then, yeah, so my website would be the easiest way to connect with me, and then also my other website, which would be PilatesPlayShop.com. That will have all information on, like, Pilates and self-care retreats that I'm hosting, or I'm going to be launching a couple of programs and like, a virtual body-positive Pilates studio in the next coming months. So that'll be cool. So all of that on there, my website would be the
0: easiest place. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And then kind of connected to what things are you doing to lean into your feminine um energy what is your favorite way to treat yourself i always ask my guests mm. that question
1: <laughs> i my favorite way to treat myself these days since i live in california now i just moved here from michigan um oh, nice. like just going to the beach and like giving myself permission to take a day off of Working and just like mm-hmm. laying in the sun and soaking that up, or um you know, something that's a little bit more realistic to like everyone in the world. That also I find a great way to treat myself is like going out to dinner with my girlfriends, and like we don't live in the same city, like they live in LA, I live in San Diego, so like making the trip there and going and hanging out with them and like having like a brownie like really decadent like Sunday, with like coconut milk ice cream just like sharing it and laughing and like just getting pleasure like on all senses whether it's like mental stimulation and like our taste buds and just like everything so that's definitely one of my favorite ways
0: I love that I love that sounds yeah. awesome <laughs> yeah. all right well thank you so much for coming on to the show today I really appreciate your time yeah. and all of your wisdom this was great Thank you. It was fun. Hey, Veronica here. And before you go, I have an important question for you. Do you know what you want? Like, do you really, really know what you want in your ideal relationship? And I'm not talking about a perfect man list. I'm talking about, do you know how you want your ideal relationship to look and feel like in your everyday life? Do you know how your relationship will fit into your desired lifestyle? And if you haven't asked yourself those questions, then there's a good chance that dating does feel exhausting and ineffective and like a crappy second job that's actually costing you money. So think of it this way. How would you go about it if you're going to buy a car? Would you show up at Ford one day and test drive a truck and then Dodge the next day and test drive a minivan and then Volvo the next day and test drive a convertible? No way. That sounds crazy and it sounds ineffective and like a huge waste of time. But the truth is that's how many women date and look for love. So when you're looking to buy a car, you might consider your needs. Like, do you have to schlep around a bunch of kids or do you live where there's lots of snow and ice and you need all wheel drive? You have to consider your wants. Do you want to be able to put a bike rack on the back of your car or do you want an eco-friendly car? And then what stage of life are you in? Do you want this car to last forever and be your child's first car one day? Or are you at a point where you're not really taking around kids anymore and you want something fun like a convertible? There's no wrong answer here, but these are all really important questions that you ask yourself before you waste time going to every single dealership in town. But we don't do this when we look for a relationship until we end up wasting our time in the wrong relationships and going on a lot of dates that never needed to happen in the first place. So being super clear in a deep way of what you want in a relationship is going to save you so much time, energy, and emotional bandwidth when you're dating. So imagine being able to go on fewer but higher quality dates rather than more but low quality dates. And imagine being able to walk away from relationships or say no to dates confidently without second guessing yourself because you know that that person in that relationship isn't going to fit your lifestyle and what your needs and wants are. And imagine not obsessing with how he feels, but being able to take a step back and consider, hmm, do I even like this person? Is he going to be able to fulfill my needs and wants as he fit into my life? So continuing to shoot in the dark or have arbitrary standards will keep you feeling like dating is a chore and will continue to be exhausting and demoralizing, and it's not going to lead you to your ideal relationship. This is not how you find meaningful love. So let's stop the guessing game and let's stop shooting in the dark and let's do a dating refresh together. I'm going to help you get clearer than you've ever been before on what you want in your ideal relationship. And we're gonna do that in the Dating Refresh. So get started by heading over to veronicagrant.com forward slash dating refresh. It's all smushed into one word. And as soon as you sign up, I'll give you a short and easy assignment that you can do that will instantly help you get the clarity you need so you can actually have the relationship you want. Then we're gonna gather together for a live workshop where I'll give you my personal support so you can get super clear on what your ideal relationship looks like and feels like. And not only are we going to do that, I'm going to walk you through some of the top red flags that I think you should look out for that a lot of other people don't really talk about. And we're going to use what you want in your ideal relationship. And I'm going to show you how to actually attract men with those qualities to you and into your life. And by the way, it's all free. So join me. The link to join is veronicagrant.com forward slash dating refresh. And I cannot wait to get you started. Thank you for listening to date yourself radio. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive free coaching with me in an upcoming episode or submit your question. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe to it in iTunes. I would also be so grateful if you left a review since that helps me share the power of dating yourself with more women. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be a part of my community at veronicagrant.com. Until next week, here's to treating yourself the way you want to be treated. Much love and happy dating. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's.